Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kona Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Randy Rourke. Guys, I am so excited to bring you a super useful episode today. I sit down with my friend, boarded veterinary nutritionist, Dr. Jackie Parr, to talk to her about the craziness that is pet food. Um, what do we do when pet owners come in and they're feeding some organic a raw diet that gets shipped in from the other side of the country that they think is really great and it's they only make 12 servings a week to sell it's just some super niche thing uh, I'm seeing that stuff I'm seeing uh, dog food brands I've never heard of before that people are finding on the internet and getting delivered to their house for their pets and I want to be involved I want to help uh, that, that's it I want to help I want to be able to give these pet owners good advice. I want to support them in what they're doing. I'm not trying to shoot them down. I'm trying to work with them. But it's, I, I don't feel like I have all the information that I need to be able to be a good supporter. And so anyway, uh, I talked to Dr. Parr about uh, helping pet owners understand what they're getting when they get pet food, about having productive pet food conversations, and about making recommendations to them uh, that get heard. And so anyway, that's what we talk about today. It is a really good, really useful episode. Definitely check it out with your team. Let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Jackie Parr. It's good to have you back again. So glad to be back. Oh man, you are um you are you are on a new adventure. Since uh the last time you were on the podcast, you were in Canada and you were hustling trying to get people to let you uh talk to them about nutrition. And now you're at the University of Georgia, you're on the faculty, you are booked out like six weeks it's in incredible. advance with uh with consultations just try it's impossible to get on your calendar i feel i feel so lucky oh, uh, to, so to get some glad. of your time <laughs> it's been great yeah the camel queen drove 20 20 000 kilometers in a u-haul over three days with a separation anxiety boston terrier and, and no regrets so there, there yeah. you go you made it you have landed <laughs> like the spaniards you land and burn your ships because you're not going not going back no it's because it's, of an anxious it's been terrier. so nice it's been so nice so yeah i'm really loving it here loving the school one of the things that i have talked to you about many times in the past that i always enjoy and that i need a refresher on every now and then is nutrition jargon and slang yeah. and marketing hype and so i i think and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a little vulnerable and, and honest here and just say i go into these exam rooms and pet owners um, throw marketing hype at me, you know, and not in a bad way, but just in a way that they go, I read that this is the organic brand and my dog, this is a uh, all natural and I don't want fillers and um, it, it you know, and, and I need it to be grain free. And you know, there's, I think that they're all trying to do what's best for their pet, right? And yeah. they're taking the information that they have and what's out there in the world and they're processing it and they're trying to create a story in their mind of 
this is what it means to be a good pet owner. This is what good nutrition for the pet looks like. And so I, I, I really feel like they're working hard and I want to meet, I want to meet them where they are. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't have any interest in trying to shoot them down or say you're wrong. Um, and this is right. Or I hear all that. That's all junk. This is what matters. I, I need, and so I need to be a bit better at cutting through jargon and uh, marketing hype to to one to to kind of help them find the truth, and and then two just to be able to to be more effective in talking with them about so so that we're all looking at the same thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and it's. It's that piece of, you know, if they've taken the time to do this, they love their pet, right? Like they have spent hours on the internet trying to do the absolute mm-hmm. best thing. And so we don't want to crush their their dreams, right? You know, right. <laughs> they've decided that this is what they want to feed to their pet and they're very proud of it and they've invested a lot of time and effort in it. And, you know, maybe it's a situation where the pet hasn't done well on the diet and now they, they now have to switch things up and they're like, well, I really liked these words that I saw in the bright, pretty bag, right? Like, and I really yeah. liked, you know, they're these buzzwords, right? These marketing words and people will choose things based on marketing. I mean, I've done the same in in areas outside of pet nutrition, right? This is one area where I feel like, you know, I have expertise here. I know what I'm going to choose. I understand what's marketing and what's fact, but I can fall for marketing ploys just the same way that anybody else can right on the internet. So yeah. <laughs> you have to look through oh, my yeah. Google ads, right? Like it's like I can fall for stuff just as easy. So so we'll figure out how do we help them out? How do we help them yeah. out when they're trying so hard? Yeah, well, and the potential for um for something great is huge, right? Because this is a person who has clearly invested time and yeah. energy in trying to understand. And I'm like, this is not a, a client I want to dismiss or roll my eyes out. And I, I, you know, I get tired like everybody else does. And I walk into the room and they want to have a, a deeper conversation on nutrition. And I go, ah, oh, just, just, just trust me. <laughs> just trust me. This, this is just, you know, just come with me and, and let's just do this. But, but it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work that way. You know what I mean? Like people, um, they want to have the heart to heart about it. It really they, it they, means something. They do. Yeah, they definitely do. And it has and their understanding has to hang together in their mind where they're like, OK, I'm not just taking these just stated facts. I, I, I understand. I understand how how they hang together to make the nutrition for my pet. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you are you are not alone in your nutrition fatigue, right? Like this this idea of, you know, oh gosh, I do not know if I could have one more conversation about what the word fillers means and doesn't mean, right? Like, you know, to have that one more conversation. And sometimes that's really hard. We all we all get to that point in our in our appointments, right? And at the end of the day, we're all there because we want to help pets and we want to help people. And so I'm hoping we can give people just a, a couple of quick sound bites that can maybe help get you through those fatigue periods where you're like, yeah. what do I do to help them and, and help them understand I'm, I'm not dismissing what they're saying. I just want to meet them on the same level and I want to support them. So yeah. Okay. We got let's, big goals. <laughs> yeah, big goals. Well, let's, let's just, let's start laying down the stepping stones that are real that we can put our feet on. So before we talk about what's kind of hand waving and we'll get to that, uh, let's talk about what is real? What are the terms that I want to engage on? What are the discussions that I want to have because they're factual and we're comparing apples to apples? Yeah. Number one, most important fact to look for on the bag is the AFCO statement. 
or the nutritional adequacy statement. This is the complete and balanced claim. And so this is number one. We want to make sure that they're feeding their pet a complete and balanced product. And there are times where, unfortunately, it can look like it's going to be a complete and balanced product, but then you you know, you know flip it over and you're like, oh gosh, it's actually not got all the vitamins and minerals that this animal needs every day, right? And so number one, just show them on a bag where to find it. It's always in teeny tiny writing. It's often written in multiple different languages, right? And you've got to look for that little nutritional adequacy statement. It'll sound something like this diet has been formulated for or animal feeding tests have substantiated. And so it'll start with one of those two phrases. And then you're looking, if it's a dog, you're looking for one that says for dogs. If it's a cat, you're looking for one that says it's for cats. And then it will give you a life stage. And those life stages, some of them are defined and some of them aren't. And so we want to try to look at you know, what life stage is this product, this nutritional adequacy statement intended for? And so that's number one. That's where I look first. All right, first. All right. Why is this so tiny? Like, <laughs> I you know, I mean, seriously, like, like this yeah. is, if, yeah. if we say to pet owners, like, this is the number yeah. one thing yeah. you need to look for, it seems to me as a kind of a basic person, I'm like, well, if that's the most important thing, yeah. then yeah. it would be like, you know, I'm imagining like a logo, like a steel, like, yeah. like the AHA yeah. hospital yeah. logo, it's you know what I mean? We're like, like, bam, approved. <laughs> like, a, like something yeah. that looks like, like it was made with a metal stamp, like a chunk. <laughs> I could not agree more. This has been brought up at many, many meetings of different meetings that I go to as a nutritionist. Um, as a boarded nutritionist, there's actually a fellow boarded nutritionist who attends the AFCO meetings and he brings us back the good word and sometimes the, the, the not so good word, right? But they're actually looking into doing logos. Now, the problem is the last time we were looking into doing something like having a specific set of requirements for large breed puppies that may have taken a decade. And so you may have noticed sometimes <laughs> government things don't go real quick, yeah. right? Okay. And so APCO is going to be made up of our state fee control officials. And so there's been lots of other stuff that <laughs> that governments have been involved in in the last little bit, you know? And so I think, I think it's probably going to be a little bit of a while, but they are looking at revamping not only how the nutritional information goes on the bag in the U.S., but also having a stamp exactly like a logo that says complete imbalance for puppies or complete yeah. imbalance, including large breed puppies, right? Because there's different calcium phosphorus needs or for all life stages, which means gestation, lactation, and growth are covered, right? By that particular right. diet. And and of course, adults as well, but you're going to meet the strictest life stage when you're looking at something that's all life stages. So yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. We need a stamp, right? We need a stamp. I love that. Uh, so good news is we might get a stamp. Bad news, it, we might be loading it into our flying car uh, when it arrives. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, from a practical standpoint, do I care if this if it's if it's an AFCO statement or a nutritional uh, advocacy statement? Are those different things? You know what I mean? Like if or do they look different? I guess what I'm trying to advise the, the client and I say, find an AFCO statement or a yep. nutritional adequacy statement. Yep. If they say, which one is better? Are they yeah. the same? Do they do the same thing? Can you, uh, can you walk me through that real fast? Yeah. So the nutritional adequacy is the official term. The AFCO statement is sort of the, 
the lay term that we've come up be, with to, to describe uh. it. And so they are essentially the same thing, but one would be the official term. The nutritional adequacy statement is what it's officially written down as in the AFCO manual that gets published every year. So if if Jim Bob and Delilah are making uh, pet food in their backyard, yeah. which happens, yeah, um, it does. could they not just write I promise this is balanced diet or is that legally protected terminology? The good news is so the way that pet food bags, the way that pet food bags work is that's your legal document. And so one of the reasons, you know, when you when you look at, you know, the guaranteed analysis on the side of the bag and it says, you know, there's mins and maxes and you're like, well, this is not much information. Well, the reason it's just mins and maxes is because it's a it's a legal document that needs to be defensible. You want to set a minimum and then aim to be above it, or you want to set a maximum and aim to be below it. And because nutrition is never going to be 100%, you know, exact, precise, you know, no matter how much testing you do every time, there's always going to be a little bit of wiggle room, right? Based on growing conditions of, you know, whatever crop, you know, has been put into the food or, or the conditions, you know, the animals were raised and, you know, there's going to be these different things that will make minuscule changes that are not going to impact the health of an animal. But from a legal standpoint, you know, since that document is something that a company is going to be held to in the U.S., that becomes really important. Right. And and the way that the way that basically things can be challenged is in the U.S., there are state feed control officials. And on the AFCO website, you can find the name of your state's feed control official. And if you had a concern, you could contact them. And they're also the group of people that will go and pull a bag or a product or a can off the shelf, and they'll also test it for things like bacteria. And so any of the, you know, the bacterial recalls that we're seeing lately on the FDA's website, that's because routine testing has been done, they were positive, and a recall was instituted as a result of that test. And so they do a lot of, they do a lot of good work. I'm sure they all have their hands full. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we really rely on them to help keep things regulated. Gotcha. All right, cool. So uh, AFCO statement number one. Yeah. What's number two? Number two on the bag would be next most important thing would be the number of calories because you need to know how much to feed the pet. And there are actual ways that are set up in the AFCO manual annually to calculate the number of calories that are going to be in a product. And so that's also really incredibly useful, especially in light of the obesity epidemic. And so that's something that we really want to watch for. Okay. Again, um, the cone of safety here. Um, yes. I'm just going to flip on the cone. Uh, people say to me all the time, um, how much do I feed my dog? And I say, it depends on what you're feeding them. Yes. And then I kind of cop out and I go, look, look at what the bag says for your pet's uh, weight and uh, and feed them slightly less than that, probably. Uh, and that that's uh, that's kind of what I generally say when I'm hustling from one exam room to another. Uh, how embarrassed and ashamed should I be? Uh, how much do you hate me? And how or you know, or or how defensible is that? Do I need to be getting the calculator out and doing some algebra uh, for every pet to kind of be like, this is what we're aiming for? What are your thoughts? Really good question. And because I've spent some time working in general practice, I know how busy general practitioners and technicians are. And so getting out your calculator at every appointment like I do is not always going to be possible, right? So the way I look at it is if you do a physical exam and that pet has an ideal body condition, then that's proof is in the pudding. They are feeding the right number of calories, right? Like they're five out of nine. 
you have to let them know like you're doing brilliant because they're, they will be told their dog's skinny, right? Back when they could go back to dog parks, right? Like, and so you have to keep yep. reinforcing you're perfect, like stay exactly what you are, pat on the back, you're doing a great job. Prioritize when you're seeing a pet that's underweight, doing those calculations. And when you're seeing one that's overweight, we have to have more of a discussion about switching them to a weight loss diet. So it'll be safe for weight loss. And so you can sort of prioritize based on body condition score. In a perfect world, yeah, we'd all have time to do everything, but we we don't live in a perfect world. We live in a really busy veterinary medicine world, right? So that's that's a piece of jargon right there that I hear a lot. So let's talk about a weight loss diet, you know? Um at what so so I'm just looking for you for for guidance here. Because there's a million things that are like every brand out there has got a weight loss uh formulation with yep. it. And clients say to me, can I just feed a little bit less of what I'm feeding and not feed a weight loss diet? You know, uh, so talk to me real quick about what it means to be a weight loss diet. And then also, what are your what is your guidance as far as pull the trigger, go to the official weight loss diet versus uh, just just, you know, just trimming down or, or trying to talk to them about about fewer treats, things like that. Yeah. Help, help me help me know when to make that jump. Yeah. So my my jumping point is. Seven out of nine or above, you're moving to a weight loss diet. Seven out of nine or above, you're moving to a weight loss diet. If there are six out of nine, we're going to start really investigating treats, but we need to investigate hard so they don't get to a seven out of nine, right? And, you know, those six out of nines, it could be some really simple things that could be changed at home, like, you know, measuring cups. You know how big I am on ban the cup, Andy, like, like Mm -hmm. hashtag ban the cup. It's because measuring cups just are not accurate. And so even getting them to start using a gram scale to make sure they're measuring an accurate amount of food could could really change things in favor of that pet and get them to be as lean as we need them to be. Yeah. Hashtag and treat. ban the cup. Hashtag that, ban that, the cup. Is that a real hashtag? I don't want anyone to look that up if, if it's not real. Is that is that real? I have tried to make it go viral, but it's not to me up. <laughs> Every time I speak to students, I'm like, guys, guys, this is a big deal. We could we could make this go viral. And they all sort of look at me like mm, they're like, mm. it's going to be really hard to compete with the COVID hashtag. Like, Dr. Parr, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a great idea if we make it go viral one day. <laughs> I might be the only person who's tagging myself as hashtag fan the cup. <laughs> I love it. Be like, hashtag hashtag Pan the Cup. All right. I love it. Hey, everybody. I just want to jump in with a quick update of awesome stuff that is going on. On June 23rd, over at the Uncharted Veterinary Community, we are doing Level Up Your Practice Photos. A Melanie Kramer, who is the editorial director at DrAndyRourke.com and previously a photojournalist working with... uh, outlets, including the New York Times. She is amazing. She's talking about better practice photographs. This is a two-session course, June 23rd and July 7th. It is free to Uncharted members. It is $99 to the public. Uh, On August 14th, the one and only Sanani Ratnayaka is going to be teaching the secret sauce to optimizing workflow. If you're like, I feel like we could be more efficient in our practice. Sanani's got a half-day workshop on August 14th. Also free for Uncharted members. It is $199 for the public. I will put the links to both of those down below. Over on the Dr. Andy Rourke website. Guys, I have got something brand new. It drops tomorrow. 
It is my Charming the Angry Client on-demand course. It is a course that I have made that uh, is for vet teams. You can do it. Uh, it's honestly designed to be done uh, together in groups. You can break out and have just smaller groups work with this course. It is made to be modular so that you can tag on and do 10 minutes of uh of conflict resolution work at the end of your staff meeting. You can sit down, you can do a whole hour. I got train the trainer resources in there where I walk through the person who's gonna be running the meeting of best ways to get interaction and engagement and draw people into what you're doing. Got a ton of angry client example videos so you can check out, hey, this person's really angry. What are we gonna say to this person? And it's just that type of mind uh, firing up, expanding, a real skill building training. Guys, I've been working on this for years and I'm dropping it tomorrow. Uh, head over to DrAndyWork.com on June the 10th and you will see how to get involved in the action. So anyway, that is going to be coming out. I am really excited about it. I really hope you guys love it. I really hope it makes a difference and I really like how flexible it is. So it's gonna work in your practice. That's enough of that. Let's get back into this episode. Okay, cool. So I, so I, I kind of, grabbed you and sidetracked you a little bit away from calories to first of all bcs79 or up is super useful little yeah. shortcut i love it um but i do have some tips around these over-the-counter diets because there are actual definitions for some words that you'll see on like over-the-counter diets so we're talking diets from grocery mm -hmm. stores from pet stores uh, from big box stores, things that you would buy online without any sort of prescription from a vet, right? Those types of diets, there's actually definitions of what the term light means. That's actually defined. It's believe it or not, that's not marketing. Light actually means something less or reduced calories is actually defined. Uh, okay. Lean has a definition, as does less or reduced fat. Now, I'm not saying that they're great definitions, but I'm saying that they're actually defined and we could tell a pet owner, this is what this particular product, like what this particular statement on a product means. The key what? takeaway is even if you see light, less or reduced calories, lean or low fat, that doesn't mean it's a weight loss diet. That's the huge point of confusion. If there's one thing I want you to take away is that seeing light does not mean safe for weight loss. Seeing less calories or reduced calories, that does not necessarily mean it's safe for weight loss. And so that's when we're looking at that seven out of nine animal, that's where we're reaching for our veterinary therapeutic diets. They're formulated to be safe for weight loss, right? Or getting a nutritionist like myself to do the custom homemade diet for a pet that needs to lose weight. And it's formulated specifically to be safe for weight loss. Those are, those are the pets we need to, you know, reach for those specific veterinary or therapeutic type diets. Right. Are you saying that the over-the-counter light diets, quote-unquote weight loss diets, I mean, are you saying you don't see those as being beneficial for pets or are you, yeah, help, help yeah, me with that. Absolutely. Great question. So the times where I think of products that are in the category of like weight control or light or lower fat. We're using those for our dog that's a five out of nine that's predisposed to becoming obese, right? So we're using those to try to prevent those animals from becoming overweight or obese. We may use them in a six out of nine pet, but as soon as we get to that seven out of nine pet with the amount of weight that they need to lose, we've got to reach for our therapeutic diets or work with a nutritionist on those cases Okay, for I'm like a homemade mean. diet. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not being aggressive enough. With these <laughs> what I, mean. I mean, seriously, that's what that's what I'm hearing. I'm like, oh, okay, it yeah, is, I think yeah. I'm I'm moving too slowly up the chain, so I'm going to make that adjustment. In oh, my, good, in my I'm practice. glad. Well, and I'll cool. give you a couple of little like quick snippets. So, if you see something that's a a comparison, like if you're seeing lesser reduced fat or lesser reduced calories, all that means is that in a similar product in that brand's line, that it is less than that product. So it's a comparison to a product in their line. And so the problem is if the first product, the product they're comparing to is like rocket fuel, right? Like it's like rocket fuel in a cup that a dog running the Iditarod would do well on. And just because it says it's less fat or it's it's less calories, well, it could still be a really energy dense diet, right? It could still be really energy dense. So it's like, it's yeah. like Five Guys burgers and fries light. You know, <laughs> exactly. you're like compared to regular fries, Five Guys, it it's is light. Like, compared well, it, to the rest of yeah, the diet, ten percent less than rocket fuel is not is not right. a whole lot less, right? Now oh, that's okay, not cool. the case for all of them. Like some of them really are, you know, twenty five percent less, right? But you have to know what you're you're comparing to, and that's a lot of work for a pet owner to go and do. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of work. So that's where you know, even if you had the six out of nine body condition score pet, and the owners are like, "This is really overwhelming. I don't know. Like, is it ten percent less than the other product in in the line, or is it twenty five percent less? How how do I figure that out? You can be like, you know what? It is safe for you to go on a therapeutic weight loss diet. We could just help you out right now. There's there's no harm in doing it earlier. And there are, there are lots of animals that at that six out of nine, I put them on the weight loss diet and then try to pick something that also supports their joints if they're a big dog, right? To, to meet multiple yeah. needs at once. But if they're having a hard time because it is overwhelming, you've got tools in your toolkit at your vet clinic that could help them. Right. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm with that. Yeah. We're still talking about um, talking about the things that we can point to that are hard numbers. Mm-hmm. Can, you talk, can you talk to me a little bit about protein? Because that, that's that. Maybe that's just where I am. That seems to be a big deal. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of weightlifting dudes that come in with their German shepherds. They're like, yeah, you need to have a lot of protein. It's protein. You know, because he's gonna be huge. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be huge, huge like me. And I love it. Yeah. And you want them to be able to walk through doors sideways like they do, right? I guess with a pet, they kind of do walk through sideways, right? Like, quick segue. Quick segue. I did once have a client who was a bodybuilder. We had this conversation. His Mastiff was not well muscled enough. Now, in his Mastiff's defense, it did have inflammatory bowel disease. And so, it's oh, it, you know, it was having trouble digesting things. I will tell you. Like best conversation ever. I introduced him to hydrolyzed protein diets. I'm like, dude, these are diets where the protein is always broken down. I was like, you strike me as someone who may use a protein shake after you work out. He's like, (laughs) oh yeah, I got my branch chains. I got this. I got that. I was like, okay, this is like a protein shake for your dog. And he was like, where do I buy it? Where do I get the script? I was like already broken down and his dog did beautifully and it fixed the dog's diarrhea as well. So hydrolyzed for the win, right? But it was just like <laughs> that that guy, he was so excited. Like there was yeah. this point of comparison where he's like, that's what I do. And I was like, we're going to do the same for your dog. And you're going to be as strict about your dog's diet as you are about yours. You're not going to feed anything else, but this particular diet. Oh, that dog did wonderfully. Did that wonderfully. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Segway. Yeah. Protein is important to a lot of people, right? And so the challenge is with the the stuff on the side of the bag. You're mm-hmm. going to get like just a minimum percent of protein 
And and the problem there is, as we were talking about, this is a legal document, you know, it's going to be higher than that. So there are actually, you know, formulas that exist for companies to figure out, like, where should you set it if when you test your product, it keeps it keeps coming in at, at this percent protein. The really hard thing is, it's not that useful because if the clients are looking at both dry and canned foods, they'd have to convert everything to a dry matter basis in order to actually do a useful comparison, right? Because there's so much more moisture in a wet food than in a dry food. So in a dry food, you've got less than 10% moisture. We're looking at like maybe 7, 8% moisture. Canned food, 65, 70, 75% moisture, right? And so the stuff on the side of the package, you can't just compare the dry food package to the wet food package. Or, you know, if what if one wet food has 75% moisture and the other has 65%? Well, that's like comparing apples to oranges. And so we actually have to remove the moisture, get them all on a dry matter basis in order to do any sort of comparison. And then the best way to actually figure out the protein is to get the typical analysis or the nutrient analysis from the company, which is like the average level, not just a minimum, right? And so when people are looking at minimums, they're, you know, it's not giving them the whole picture, basically. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Let's talk about uh, junk words. Let's yeah. talk about common words that I'm hearing that don't that don't mean anything. That right? could mean that, that anything I- anybody wants them to mean. And the reason we throw them into that category is that there's no definition in AFCO's manual that they publish annually. Like the U.S. government has not set up a definition for them. Uh, you know, there's not even a textbook out there that set up a definition. So that's what I mean by marketing words is no one's actually written down a definition that people have agreed to. And so I think, you know, one of the classic ones that that you hit nail on the head at the beginning of this was fillers, right? Clients are so focused on fillers that, you know, most of them, you know, really, really think that it means something. And the hard part is it can mean whatever a company wants it to mean, right? Because no one said this is the definition of a filler, right? And so if I have a client saying, you know, when I'm saying to them, you know, tell me a bit more about your nutrition philosophy. And I find that that's a really good open-ended question to really understand where my clients are coming from. Because if I say, tell me a bit more about, you know, your approach to nutrition for your dog or your cat, or a bit more about your nutrition philosophy, I can start to get to know quite a bit in, in a sentence or two, right? That just sort of opens things up so I can hear from them. And if they do say something to me, like, you know, I really want to avoid fillers, I'll say, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. I want to understand, you know, what you're talking about when you say fillers. And most often um, the response I get is that they don't want to feed something like corn. They just, they just don't want to. And so then it becomes, you know, well, you know, in this particular situation, how much time do I have to go down the corn rabbit hole, right? And talk to them about corn. Um, Or is this potentially, you know, a pet that you're like, oh my gosh, this this animal's skin allergies are flaring up. I'm going to put them on a on a novel protein or a hydrolyzed protein diet anyway, and there's not going to be corn in it. And so this is going to be something I, I send them to a website to look more information yeah. up on because it's not going to not going to be in the diet. But, you know, when clients start talking to me about fillers, you know, trying to understand what they're saying is important because we don't have a definition to hang our hat on to say this mm-hmm. is what it's going to mean. The same thing would happen with a word like holistic. That could mean anything we wanted it to mean with pet food, right? Premium, super premium, super duper premium, ultra premium. 
those are all, you know, catchphrases, jargon that would that would come around in in, you know, the pet food industry. Well, I love I love the way you said that. I, I think the phrase, uh, tell me what you're trying to accomplish with your diet and tell me about your philosophy on yeah. diet. Yeah. I, I think that that is a great way to to engage those clients who have done all that research. Like they've put in time and they're reading and they want you to respect, you know, their knowledge because they worked hard for it. Um, It's very respectful. Yeah. And when I'm doing Zoom consults, you can almost see their body language relax. They're like, oh, she wants to hear from me, right? Like she's not just going to tell me what to do. Like it's just you, you see the dynamic can change, right? You're not, you're not drilling them to question them and trap them in a hole. You're legitimately wanting to understand where they're coming from. And you know, if they really want to feed, you know, homemade diet, because that's, you know, one of their pieces, well, then let's get them some tools to get them, you know, to do it properly, right? Like, let's help them do it properly if that's their philosophy and if that's what they feel most comfortable with. So a lot of clients that we work with, they just, they love to cook. And so for them, that's part of the bonding they have with their pet. And then we just give them manuals on how to do it properly. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but we will absolutely support them if that's what they're passionate about and that's what they want to do. And if they're going to follow up with us and do it well, we're happy to meet them partway and 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 help them with those things. Yeah, I love it. I love that philosophy. Jackie Parr, where can people find you online? Yeah, so you can go kibblequeen.com is my website. Um, and so they can find me there. I am hoping to restart my social media on, social, um, on Instagram and Facebook in the near future. Things have been a little bit busy setting up a new service. And so you got to prioritize the animals, uh, you know, from the get-go. But I'm hoping to get back on there so that people can start following us. And I will say I'm a founding member of the Canadian Academy. Academy of Veterinary Nutrition. And we, our goal is to once a year put on a series of five or six lectures um, over a course of six weeks to provide continuing education for veterinarians, technicians, vet assistants, front office staff. Um, and so you can check out canvetnutrition.ca, not.com.ca, because it's the Canadian way. And that's another good way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Thanks, Jackie. You're welcome. This has been so much fun. I feel like we could do a whole other one on just all the other terms we haven't talked about yet. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll, have to, uh, we'll get back and we'll unpack some more amazing thanks Andy thanks buddy and that is our episode guys I hope you enjoyed it I hope you got something out of it like I said I really think this is a good one to listen to with the team uh, because they're having these conversations and our wonderful technicians are going into the rooms and talking to clients and they're getting asked for their recommendations and what they think should be fed and is my diet okay and so I just feel like this is a good good uh, just knowledge tool to have in the tool belt for everybody so anyway if you agree share it with your people uh you know make a recommendation to your friends you can always write an honest review on itunes that's how people find the podcast and it means the world to me anyway guys take care be well i hope to hear from you or you hear from i hope you hear from me next week that's what that's what i'm hoping for all right see you gang bye